You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Monday, December 18th. The 49ers have clinched the NFC West, riding high on a six-game win streak. Their latest win against the lowly Arizona Cardinals, but it was impressive, even though, you know, it was the Cardinals. We're still going to enjoy it. Uh, And there are a number of great performances in this one, which uh, me and my co-host of the day is going to be talking about. And we're going to be nominating 49K Player of the Week with Weston. Weston, how are you doing today, man? I'm great, Steph. I'm happy to be back on another Victory Monday. Um, But we'll we'll talk about the game on some... While there were some things that looked pretty good, there were certainly some things that feel like a little unsettling coming into the the, the home stretch here. But, hey, you said it, right? First team to clinch a, a playoff spot, clinch your division. So we know worst case, no matter how bad this thing might go off the rails at all, we have a home playoff game to look forward to in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, at this point, the the lowest the 49ers can fall in the playoff seating is third. Um, And of course, right now they're in first. They control their destiny, and that will continue to be the case as as long as they continue to win these games. But you mentioned something, Weston, and uh, some concern that maybe has arisen uh, from this past week. Look. Going into this game, I think I I kind of assumed that injuries were going to take their toll on the defense because, you know, you're missing two guys in the interior. You're going up against a team who likes to run the ball in the Arizona Cardinals. And so I, I think there was going to be some room there for the run defense to maybe struggle a bit. Um, But at the end of the day, I think I always expected that the offense was going to be able to, you know, carry the load, be able to carry this team. And they did that. They scored 45 points. But what about you? Like, did did this game kind of go how you were expecting? Or was it better? Was it a little worse? Like, just tell me how you were feeling. Um, I think as expected, right? I, I didn't expect a 30 point blowout, even, you know, 20, 25 point win, just because it's a divisional opponent. Uh, You mentioned everything, Steph, right? With the injuries on the interior of the defensive line, the strength of the Arizona Cardinals offense is running the football. They have a very large, strong physical offensive line. And James Conner is still more than competent, um, even as he, you know, encroaches up there in age. I just, so Felt like it went the way that it was supposed to. We talked about it last week. Like, hey, this has got trap game literally written all over it. Sandwiched between Seahawks, Ravens. Now you got the number one versus the number one um, in the the separate um, conferences going against each other. So it was really easy to overlook this divisional opponent. I I, Happy to say didn't feel like they overlooked them or, or took them for granted. But one of the things that I still find so crazy about this year is what you just said about how Hey, we knew the offense was going to carry the defense. Like when, when have we ever said that as for, you know, in the Kyle Shanahan era, it just hasn't, it hasn't been the case. And that was still pleasant to see, right. Where I felt the defense was uh, deficient for the most part, right. Especially uh, against the run, the offense just keeps on rolling, right. Didn't, didn't falter, didn't miss a beat. Um, it looked, it, it felt like really clean and and really easy, 
um, yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. Like I, I know it sounds crazy, but like it just did. Like it just felt like, oh, okay. So yeah, they went up and scored on their first drive. No big deal. Like we're totally getting this back. <laughs> not even worried about it. You know, and anytime Arizona get a little momentum, you're like, we just, we're going to go down the field and it, you know, I think the scariest part was when Brock went down. Well, we can talk yeah. about CMC and Brock both at first, like showing injuries. You're like, here's where the wheels fall off. You know, like it, it was almost too good to be true. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely feel like th- this is different. The offense carrying this team, but it's nice. Like I, I love this. And as Oasis rip says, having a stud QB just hits different. And I think we've gotten to the point of seeing Brock Purdy operate this offense that it's like, we've just come to expect certain things now at this point, I'm not watching and, you know, clenching my butt cheeks or anything like I used to, you know, whenever, you know, I see Brock Purdy throw down field, I'm expecting the ball to be caught. I'm, I'm no longer thinking, Oh God, this is about to be a pick, isn't it? Um, You know, it's, it's just crazy. And I, I feel like, it's almost to a point where it is automatic, right? Like you, you just, we've come to expect it and almost, I don't want to get to a point where we're taking it for granted. Cause I, I still very much enjoy seeing it. And so I think I got to remind myself like, man, yeah. it just, just a year ago, like, you know, this was, this all felt like it, it was so far away from being a real thing with this team, with this offense. And, and we're, we're just seeing it unfold and, it's just really cool. And I don't think watching this offense, they're doing some historic stuff, like really historic mm-hmm. stuff. It's uh, and it's really crazy. Like I, I can't even believe it sometimes like pinch me, man. We have CMC, we have all these weapons and now we have uh Brock Purdy who deservedly. So also deserves to be in the MVP conversation, just like, you know, Christian McCaffrey. And it's just, yeah, I, I just, can't wrap my head around it sometimes it's i can't imagine anyone being able to stop this offense is is what i'm kind of at right now they stop themselves like all great offenses and defenses do right like it's it's still football it's still funny right like everybody you know a bad day a bad bounce it certainly happens you mentioned like an historical pace for the offense you know, I'm old enough to remember the 2004 Indianapolis Colts offense that they like compare this to in terms of like the pat, you know, the passing marks, the the total yards from scrimmage marks. You know, both rushing, receiving, even the Rams, right, with the greatest show on turf and compare and seeing what they're doing and like those. You knew you were watching greatness when you were watching that. It just yeah. kind of feels weird because. I don't know. It's just been so long and I just didn't think we ever deserved like that. Like last year, 20 points on offense, got it done, right? This year, 30 is the norm. And that's crazy. It's a 10 point swing, right? And it, it helps with the defense. It's, um, I don't know. I just, am I crazy Steph? Like I just still sit here and maybe it's cause I'm used to not having nice things. Where I'm like, when's the other shoe drop? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to enjoy. This is a really special season with really special players. And I think we'll all agree this team is not going to look identical like next season. And you just want to see this thing go all the way through for for so many reasons. It's like, I'm afraid to let go of being scared week to week because I just want to enjoy it. It's crazy. 
I understand that feeling though, because I think like as 49er fans, we even these past few years, right? Like we've gotten so close. And I think each of those times we've felt this is the team. This is gonna be the one that's gonna do it. Like they have all the pieces. And yet this year I feel the same way, but I guess like in a way it feels different even than those times. Like it it I feel like I feel it even stronger now because yeah. I see this offense and how it's operating. And you know, Aaron Schatz, who has been keeping tabs on the DVOA uh throughout the season, you know, the 49ers, he has them as the fourth or sorry third uh best uh team tracked by dvoa through 14 games um dvoa has been tracked since 1981 so you can see all the teams in the past that have you know kind of gotten ranked in in the top 10 you mentioned the colts team of uh 2004 uh they are on they're not on this one but they're on the as far as the offense goes, um, yeah, the 49ers are up there as well. And so it's just it's really incredible to to see. So here's the offense, and you Let's see 2004 Colts uh, are the fifth best in DVOA, and the 49ers are third best in, in DVOA. And this is just offense, right? But this, this is crazy. And you see the Tom Brady-led yeah. uh, Patriot teams, the uh, – two teams above the 49ers right now and there's still a, a few more games to go for the 49ers to even improve this um but yeah this is this is what we're talking about when we say the offense is at some historic level right now and it's kind of it's pretty hard to believe actually um yeah but at the same time not really because we're seeing it with our own two eyes I don't believe it yet. <laughs> I know what's happening, Steph. I see it with my own two eyes. You know, like my wife, my family, they pitch like, no, this is really happening. And I'm just like, can we just please not talk about this till February 12th? Like, I don't want to speak to anybody. I don't want to be outside of this bubble. It's just, it's awesome. Um, and it's like winning in different ways and just a, a level of excitement around it. You know, the margin of victories. It just, I've, I've been a 49er fan for 34 years, and I can't remember a regular season feeling like this. And even 19 was special. You know what I mean? 11, 12, 13, they were all special in the regular yeah. season. This is, this has just got a totally different feel to it. Yeah, it, it really does. And it, it all kind of, I think, came together, especially for the offense this past weekend against the Cardinals in which they scored the season high 45 points. Um, and I had this cool stat as well. The 49ers have now won 17 straight regular season games in November or later. And that's tied with the 2008-2009 Colts and 20, uh, 2008 2010 chargers for the longest streak in the super bowl era all right um more history just more history it's, it's just week <laughs> after week right you're yeah, we're gonna basically. we're gonna see this stuff and you know i'm here for basically. it yeah i'm here for it stuff <laughs> weston i can't wait to talk about the yes. performances worthy of 49k player of the week this week because you know it kind of it it's like we're talking about the same players like every week, right? I um, and I don't get tired I of it though. Um, so do you want to do the honors and, and nominate our first one here? I would love to, Steph. I would just say <laughs> my caveat is 
I feel like this week my my list is actually narrower than it's been in past weeks because I felt like while this um, you mentioned forty five points are the highest point total for the year. I felt like the win went through just a few individuals, right? It wasn't as yes. spread out as some some wins in right. the past. Um, it was just it was heavily focused. So before we get to the obvious studs on the offensive side, I love to lead in with the defense, and I'm going to start with Charvarius Mooney Ward. Yes. Um, Two interceptions, couple tackles, couple pass breakups, a pick six, four targets, zero receptions, but the all pro campaign just continues. And what I love the most about it, we talk about what's that term standing on the business, right? Or standing on whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not hip enough to use this term by any means, as you can tell, but he was just just literally talking. What was it on Armstead's podcast about yes. how like yeah. I just got to catch some of these and you'll see, right? I just got to catch yeah. some of these and you'll see. And did we see the first one he catches takes right to the house? Um, big swing in the game, right? I mean, tie ball game again. They're moving the ball down the field a little bit and you know just stops momentum right there. And I just, um, yeah, I mean, Mooney Ward is just playing on a an absolute different level. Uh, than his peers right now for the position. And it's, you mentioned it. So we're talking game after game after game. And I would say that for the last four or five weeks, he's been, I know this term, he's been straps, point blank, yeah. period. No other way to dispute it, argue it. Um, he's been all over the the opposing wide receiver. So Mooney Ward for me. Yeah, I I definitely agree with this one. Kind of crazy. He was on my list too. Oh, Who would thought? Who would Starting thought? well, starting um, well tonight. <laughs> So he was targeted uh, four times in this game. Zero catches allowed. Zero passer rating of zero allowed in his coverage. You mentioned the two interceptions. And it just, on those two interceptions, like you could tell he did his homework, right? Not only did he do his homework, but, you know, we talked about the Eric Armstead podcast and him talking about it. Well, he prepared for the moment, too. He said that he was practicing uh, catching balls from Sam Darnold uh, throughout the practice week because, you know, Darnold has extra little zip in his sure throws. Does. We so, saw it. We saw yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It, it gets uh, too much heat sometimes. Yeah. But good for Mooney Ward to be able to practice on that because sometimes it is different than a jugs machine, right? Sure. Like, Absolutely. you know, so – being able to practice with him, Mooney Ward is like, I, I might have to do that every week now. <laughs> and I hope he does. I hope he continues to do it because, yeah, two interceptions after, like, he, I think he had two on the season prior to uh, this past week. So I think the throw or catching those balls from Sam Darnold really seemed to help. And on the pick six, I mentioned this yesterday on my post game and I tweeted it out as well. He reached the top speed of 20.64 miles an hour. I didn't even know he, he had those types of burners on him. Um, but you know, it was good to see right in 90.8 overall PFF grade. Yeah. He's been stacking his weeks lately and I, I really love to see it. I think, yeah, he's he's making his case for all pro. I mean, certainly has we 49er fans know the the type of impact that he's had on this team. But he kind of he was right. It's like you kind of need the fancy stats like the interceptions for for it to count to other people to, to get attention nationwide and all that. So Mooney Ward, I, I think, is on his way to getting the recognition that he so deserves. So, yes, definitely, definitely agree 
worthy of a nomination this week? Well, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, a guy we were just kind of talking about and a guy that I think is a huge part of the reason that this offense is looking as great as it is. He is the, I don't know what's like the common denominator or whatever, like (laughs) to me, it's him. He's the guy uh, who's making it go. Players have also said as much. Kyle Shanahan has hinted as much as well. Brock Purdy, 16 of 25, 242 yards, four tutties, 9.7 yards per attempt. Homecoming game, not a bad one, right? Passer rating of 135.3. And just under pressure, um, his stats were 8 of 10, 138 yards, and two touchdowns. And I saw something, uh, someone mentioned that he wasn't blitzed at all in this game in fact the cardinals tried something else because you know they had faced brock purdy in the past they're like you know what the blitz not working let's try something else with this guy let's just have everyone go into coverage they had like eight man nine men out in coverage and brock purdy was still able to throw for 242 yards and four touchdowns i think that tells you just the the kind of processing he has you see it he he showed a lot of patience in this game as well i think we're starting to see more of that as the season has progressed and he just seems to be so in tune with the timing of everything and just the the plays um and and where guys are going to be the rhythm everything just i don't know he He's the engine, man. He's the engine, and he was definitely deserving, I think, of a 49K Player of the Week nod here. I don't know what else to add to that because there's no dispute for me whatsoever. I think what's so crazy is when you go back like, and really break up the, the last few games in terms of you know statistically what it looks like when he's being blitzed under pressure has time in the pocket, et cetera. And his numbers actually get better when there's pressure, right? Versus when he's got a clean pocket. I'm like, hey, maybe the answer is just like rush two. I don't know. You know what I mean? And drop nine into coverage. But it, it's, I don't know how to say it, Steph, other than it just looked like business as usual. You know, even after getting hit, getting his, now I thought that was like bell rung, concussion protocol. Gonna That's be what I thought too. I was really worried. day for him. Uh, Glad to know it was just a stinger and certainly not in his throwing shoulder because this was not a game um, that had that much meaning where you need to bring this back, bring him back out there. Like you, you roll the dice and you keep going. They still have plenty of runway to, to chase that number one C, but business as usual, like dude, just out there playing super confident football, spraying it all over. Uh, clearly the, the ball look, the trajectory of the ball looks a little bit different when Sam Darnold's throwing it versus Brock Purdy, but God <laughs> almighty, it still gets there. I mean, evident by that, the touchdown to, to Debo that, that, you know, just back shoulder where he placed that on the field. Like only Debo mm-hmm. makes that only, let me, yeah. I shouldn't say only Debo, only the receiver makes a play there, right? Nobody, right. nobody else. So that's a, a low risk pass, but God, it looks, it looks so pretty on tape and just yet to seem I don't know. Just the the moment doesn't seem too big, you know. And now we've seen. I don't want to say a true play. He hasn't mounted a fourteen point comeback or anything along those lines. Hasn't had to. Uh, but we've now seen m- multiple occasions where doesn't have we the Forty ers don't have to score first, right? Like he can still go out, operate the plan. Uh, 
you know, I almost called him a game manager and that wasn't, I don't ever want to do that, but that's like a compliment. In my eyes is just like manage the game plan, manage the flow of the game and go make plays. And you know what he's showing me? He's making plays. The, the McCaffrey, the second receiving touchdown to McCaffrey, that's Brock. McCaffrey's that open down the side of the field because that's Brock. Like he bought time, scrambled out, made a play. Everybody's praising what Lamar Jackson did last night in the game. How is what that play? How is that any different? It, it's literally the same scenario. Um, you know, you, you you scheme, you play your players open. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's week after week for Brock. Yeah, it it really is, and. I think, yeah, he didn't miss a beat when he had to come back in. He just, <laughs> business as usual, like you said, yeah. he just went back in doing the same thing he was doing right before. Uh, you know, he got a little hurt there. Um, and I think what we saw from Sam Darnold is just the perfect example and case we've been making this entire time where it's like, no, not anyone – because <laughs> yeah. because there's always these responses oh i i can go out there and throw for that much with these with these players no you can't and neither can sam darnold apparently no. i mean no no uh no shade of sam darnold but it just looks different it, it doesn't have the same efficiency it doesn't have the same like i don't know just not the same you guys don't get it all right no. we've been trying to tell you all right and i know sam darnold wasn't out there for very long but he did he complete one pass? I don't think he, he did. completed a couple in garbage time, I believe. I think he had two. Yeah, yeah. No, I meant, I, I meant like the initial in, no, he was open yeah, to. No. Yeah, open yeah. to. So, I mean, I, I think that tells you everything you need to know right there. Uh, but people won't listen to us anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> Homeboy's got some zip on that ball, though. I was like, too much. Hey. I was like, I know, much. but I haven't seen him throw the ball in a while, you know? And I was like, whoo, that came out hot. But he, well, this offense is so. Everything you're saying, except this offense is so predicated on timing. It is literally all about timing. And fortunately for Brock, maybe unfortunately for other quarterbacks that play in the his touch just seems to be of the perfect timing, right? And it just all it's it all gels through number 13. And it's so much fun watching it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's definitely something that Purdy has worked on. Like I think the the throws and the accuracy of them just get better. Um, you know, every week it seems so yeah, definitely deserving. Um, but I'm going to let you get the next nomination in here. Who you got for us? Speaking of business as usual, Christian McCaffrey, my God, you know what I mean? What, where would we be without number 23 right now? Um, 18 carries, 115 yards, 6.4 average. And that didn't include a 72 yard to start the game right so those are real numbers um with a touchdown five catch he was also the leading receiver on top of yeah. being the leading rusher for the team so five for 72 with two touchdowns really scary because early in this game he took himself out right and looking at that knee i mean you just saw it on his face he was coming back in even if they had to cut off like his leg at the knee like i just feel like he's that guy like he's literally that he is himothy you know however they say it like <laughs> it is him he is, and I've, we say this every week, and you know, sometimes we're like, oh, we overlook him because it's just what we expect. And it right. was just hard. I mean, clearly, while Brock had himself a heck of a game, the I feel like the the driving factor behind this this win went through Christian McCaffrey, right? Like he was um the impetus for for the for the victory, and he just continues to do it week in, week out. 
You know you're doing what something right when your quarterback is up on the podium saying that you should be MVP. I don't disagree with this in any way, shape, or form. I mean, he's approaching another area of historic territory. We're going back to the last, you know, 49ers to have 2,000 scrimmage yards in a single season, like Frank Gore as recently as 2006, and going all the way back to Roger Craig, who was the first, like, 1,000-yard rusher, 1,000-yard receiver, right? Like, it's – I mean, that's really solid company to be in in terms of what you're doing for for this franchise, let alone, like, chase, you know, tie for the league lead in, in, in touchdowns, add three more to the total yesterday. I mean, what – the the only thing I wish he would do is convince Kyle to take him off the field for, like, five snaps a game. Like, that's the <laughs> one thing I'm missing from – from his game is the well. coach. Come on, don't burn me out. Get me out of here for a hot minute. You know what I mean? Well, I think we know that's not happening Never. because, you know, yeah. as, as you said earlier, he could have his leg cut off. He's still going to try to go out there. And it, it's so true. Like that dude is just such a competitor, like almost to a fault. And, and, you know, technique chic uh, mentions the coming back in, even <laughs> they had a cut off his knee reminding me a little bit of Ronnie lot. Um, yeah, I mean, Ronnie was from what I've heard. I, I mean, I didn't watch <laughs> Ronnie play, but you know, he's similar, uh, cut from, you know, the same cloth, you know, as far as that competitive spirit and wanting to be out there no matter what, it's almost like, I think we've seen it. Like when Christian McCaffrey's not out there and he's perfectly fine to go out there, he almost looks pissed on the side. Uh, yeah. He's like, when can I go back? Out? <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's like, geez, Christian. Okay. <laughs> like you can go in. Okay. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's just the, that's the type of energy he brings. Um, you know, credit to Jordan Mason. He had some nice runs in this one. Oh, sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's just, he's too good. He has uh, seven total touchdowns on the season against the Arizona Cardinals. Um. <laughs> which is crazy. So he basically owns that team now and 20 touchdowns, total touchdowns on the season, which is tied for Raheem Moser. Uh, shout out to Raheem Moser. 49er like, legend Raheem Yeah, Moser. right? Like, that's yeah. pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we could talk all day long about the records that McCaffrey has already, you know, beaten this year yep. and, and not just like franchise, but in the NFL and he's on pace to get a few more. Right. So I'm sure once we cross that bridge, we'll, we'll get to all those, but you know, for now this performance, you know, three touchdowns, light work, light work for the dude. Yeah, so easy <laughs> that's, that's an easy candidate right there for yep. 49k player of the week. And let's see. So we got that one. We got that one. Okay. I got, I got one for you and it's still on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with uh John Feliciano because offensive linemen need love too. Sure and do. I want to, I want to give it to him. It, you know, it's tough because Trent Williams can also every single no. week be up for 49 K player of the week. Um, but John Feliciano, I, I got to give him his props. I mean, he was the 49ers highest graded offensive player for the second straight week. And this week, you know, he had to play at right guard. Spencer Burford did not play in this one. He had a clean sheet, and it was his best game of the year, right? And and it came on the right side, which if you look at the past games he had on the right, it was kind of an adjustment compared to the left, still kind of getting used to it. I know it's the Arizona Cardinals. Like, they're not exactly known for their defensive line right now. But, hey, I still got to give some props to Feliciano. And I'd go as far as to say – 
he should start at right guard the rest of the season. I I think like let's not beat around the bush. No doubt. There's there's no doubt to that secondary statement. I actually have Feliciano on my list as well, and that's hard to find an offensive lineman outside <laughs> of Trent on on this team to nominate for such a prestigious award, of course. But I thought, Steph, did you notice during the game, to me it felt like, and then I checked it afterwards and statistically aligned to my thoughts, is they made a really concerted effort to run the ball to the right in this game, where I feel like, they normally avoid it. I noticed it was setting up a lot of the the play action, like the the first Debo touchdown, and the, I mean that was all flow right, and they had been running the ball right, and there's Debo literally by himself, um, and for the for the touchdown. But 14 out of 25 of the total rushing attempts went right. So that statistically, I I didn't measure that against other games, but I'm willing to bet it. Had I gone back and looked at the comparison week over week over week, I'd bet that'd be the highest number. Um, in rush totals, right? And I think it's what does Kyle love to do? Just put things on tape, right? Mm-hmm. Like he just wants to put yeah. something on <laughs> tape. Like we can run both ways. Don't you? Don't you pay attention to that nonsense? Um, but it 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 looked. You know who looked really good running to the right? Jordan Mason. As much as mm-hmm. McCaffrey is that guy, but I feel like Mason is just that like no BS, no dancing, no vision. I'm just going right through the <laughs> yeah, hole. Yeah, exactly. He's a monster. Like he's a an absolute moose. I feel like, hey, we want to run right. Like, that's the guy. Like, that that aligns to the style because the hole might not be there long. Just get there. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, Feliciano played cons- now consecutive weeks, right, um, playing really, really, really good football. And I do agree he should be the starting right guard go forward. Interesting enough that you mentioned, like, you noticed more runs to the right side. In my preview show, and I, I don't know why, like, I, I just found this – stat that the 49ers run to the left side 60% of the time going into that game on Sunday. So I'd be curious to know, um, you know, how much that changed after this week or, you know, how much they ran to the right side, but that's interesting. And yeah, I mean, sometimes all of those things seem pretty intentional from Kyle, right? Like, yeah, he wants to put it on tape. Um, so who knows what he's cooking? Maybe like you said, he's, he was, uh, he was, getting ready for that, you know, play action play to uh, Debo Samuel and the touchdown. Right. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, Feliciano definitely, definitely appreciated. I mean, I didn't know what to think of that move when they first made it in the off season. I was like, yeah, sure. It's like, okay. I don't really know much about him, but he could be like someone who can fill in no. i don't know he's a veteran kind of thing uh but yeah he's exceeded my expectations and i think going into this like final stretch of the season it's been a really nice um addition to to oh. this offensive line and a new wrinkle to the offensive line it's i mean it, it's never too late to to make some changes to your to your team if you feel like hey a player's really starting to show us some stuff let's get him in there and see what he can do he got the opportunity with injuries but i think he's shown us what he can do and i'm liking it i'm liking it a lot so shout out feliciano um but yeah, uh, do you have a, another nominee here? I you don't, do not. Interesting. I, do not. I told you my list was very thin. I have okay. I have somebody I would give flowers that I'm assuming is probably who you might have well, on, on the list. Was, 
Yeah, so it was tough for me, right? Like, I think we all kind of know where we're going with it. Debo yeah. Samuel, he had two he had two touchdowns in this game. It's like, how do you not, like, uh, you know, give him, you know, the nod for 49K Player of the Week candidate, at least? Yeah. He had two touchdowns. Like, that's what I sneeze at. But he only had 48 yards receiving. So it wasn't like this big game. Like, honestly, if you look at anyone else not named Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, like, the stat line's not crazy, right? Yeah. Um, but just on, you know, virtue of him having two touchdowns, two touchdowns. it's yeah. like, fine, like Debo, you can slip in there if you want. So <laughs> I'll, I'll put him on there. Um, and I, what I thought was cool. So like Technic Sheik points out, it was a light jog on that Debo touchdown for me. Remember, like, I mean, we've talked about this with Debo before. It's kind of like a well-documented thing that when Debo doesn't have the ball in his hands, he kind of does not give a hundred percent. And it almost was like they, by design, had Debo jog, yeah, <laughs> jog before, like you know, hitting the second gear and saying, "Okay, go," um, and then Purdy lobbing him that ball because he was wide the hell open. Um, do you do you kind of feel like that yeah. was oh by design? <laughs> I mean, even the so announcers, funny. right? Like, I, I think so it was. Funny. Charles Davis talking about it where by the way that's a whole nother ball game I thought Charles Davis and I love Charles Davis and I thought he was awful during this game but that being said you had like him being like you don't just forget to cover Debo Samuel right like there's confusion created through that yeah and to your I know for a fact that's the scripted play because you just said right Debo He'll he'll jog it out when the with the ball's not in his hands let me assure you that this play was designed intentionally for him he knew it and knew that was the sell reminds me back in the day we used to have a, we used to call it the dead man play where you'd have this like tight end it was always a goal line mm-hmm. play you'd have a tight end on the opposite end he'd act like he's blocked and he'd fall down intentionally in front of the defender and then get up and just scurry to the the back pylon where he'd be standing alone every single time yeah. wide open done that. yeah right that's the <laughs> We called it the dead man play. That, that this was just a, a far sexier version of that because it was going to Debo. Yeah. So you know, Debo, two touchdowns. Fine, man. We'll we'll let you. You know, we'll let you in on yeah. being uh, nominated. In, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he's been awesome. You know, as we know, since the bye week, these last few weeks, he's been on fire. So can't forget that. Um, and shout out. Uh, Mizell, Mizell, is that how you say it? Um, yeah, and I'm so glad. Just a sidebar that Streamyard lets me check out Twitter comments now. Finally, That's sick, again, right? finally, yeah. It, they used to have it. They disabled that feature for some reason, like Twitter didn't allow it or something, and now it's back. So I, I appreciate that, and thank you, Oasis Rips, for for uh, watching this entire time. Now. It is time to vote for 49K Player of the Week. And yeah, this this week, we didn't have as many names, uh, but that's okay. Maybe it'll make the voting a little bit easier. Of yeah. course, you still kind of have to decide between some, some tough ones. But let us know in the comments who you would like to vote as 49K Player of the Week for Week 15. And... I'm going to tally it up as I always do. Here are the names for, oh, Miguel. Sorry, Miguel. Um, all right. Oh, okay, Mizell's daughter's name. 
Nice name. I like that. Yeah, um, all right. So 49K player of the week candidates for week 15, Mooney Ward, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, John Feliciano, and Debo Samuel. Let us know in the comments who you would like to vote for for week 15. In the meantime, though, while you guys vote, Weston and I are going to put some players on notice. Um, I have a thought. <laughs> I have a thought on. I, bet uh, I got one, the same thought. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a thought on one particular player. Okay, uh, two weeks in a row, he has fumbled. Technically, it it wasn't ruled to fumble this past Sunday by rule, but for me in my head, it was a fumble. <laughs> and two, even if by rule it it wasn't it too close for comfort, you know and. Yep. Uh, and then came after a week of him fumbling and it going out of bounds, you know? So right now it's just a little shaky for my liking with Ronnie bell returning punts. And we're still some weeks away from having Ray Ray McLeod back from injured reserve. So in the meantime, it's going to continue to be Ronnie bell. You know, the 49ers don't really have another option unless they want to risk Debo Samuel even more and have him do punt returns too, which I don't think they're exactly considering at this point in time. Um, Look, Ronnie, I, I simply just want you to fair catch it. Like, that's it. I don't care if the ball is on the one. Like, at this point, just, let's just get out of there unscathed and unfumbled, okay? Just just get the ball. That's all we need. We know Brock Purdy can and McCaffrey in this offense can handle the rest. Yep. You just catch it, and we're good. Yeah. I God. You know, and, and it's – I'm a, I'm a, we're, I think we're all fans of Ronnie Bell, right? And what we saw in the preseason and still would love to see him get a few more reps at wide receiver and what he might do with the ball in his hands in a more conventional manner. But fielding punts ain't, ain't, ain't it for him is the way that I'm looking at this. So you got two rules. If you are outside of the 10 yard line, you are fair catching. If you are, if your heels are inside of your own 10 yard line, you're just getting out of the way. I don't care if they down it at the six inch line. Like it's just, I, I, this Ray Ray not being here is it's a, it's a problem. It's a problem in a lot of different ways. It's a problem because you feel like you got to put Debo on kickoff, right? It's a problem because you now have a rookie out there returning um, your, your punts and, I think Ray Ray's contribution, while it doesn't always show up in the stat column, it's about reliability in some of those areas and not giving it a second thought. We talked earlier about like, I I no longer think this is going to be an intercepted pass, you know, when Purdy drops back. I look at it like, gosh, every time they punt, I'm like, they're going to fumble <laughs> this ball back, aren't they? This is going to happen right now. I know it is. Weston, oh. what was it a few weeks ago that we were giving uh... – you know, on notice too was it was it not Ray Ray McLeod? Yeah, but you know, and, you and, smack no, him no, around. No, no. I just I just think it's <laughs> hilarious because I think we took Ray Ray McLeod for granted a yeah, little bit, as we always like, do. Hey, hey, man, just come back. You know, get healthy, and you know, once you're off injured reserve, please come back uh, asap. Hey, it just goes to show, right? Like, yeah, some, like Ray Ray McLeod is the safe. He's safe. At, yeah. at um you know returning and sometimes that's all you need i think that's what i'm kind of learning uh but yeah i mean ronnie bell he, he's got to work on it i think he he will uh, work with uh brian schneider and, and hopefully get that cleaned up 
But something else the 49ers need to get cleaned up that I'm putting on notice is missed tackles. Season high 16 missed tackles in week 15. That's after coming off of 14 missed tackles against Seattle and 12 against the Eagles. So this is a concerning trend now at this point with the the missed tackles and I got news for the 49ers. If they plan to miss tackles again against the Baltimore Ravens, you will pay. Sure <laughs> you will pay. Um look, Keaton Mitchell, I I feel terrible ACL injury. He's not going to be playing that game. But if you think you're going to be able to miss tackles on guys like Lamar, even Gus Edwards. Don't you forget about Gus Edwards because he is, I don't know, he's he's one of those tough runners. He'll he's hard to bring you. down. Yes, exactly. That's not the kind of back, not the kind of team that you want to be having sloppy half-ass tackling on. And that's what we've been seeing these past few weeks. So I don't know what it is, what's going on with them. I don't know if it's them being tired. I, I don't know, but they, they need to figure this out because, um, yeah, they, they might find themselves having a, a really hard time on defense, you know, come n- next week, Monday, if they plan to do the same. Yeah. Um, Tony, you you chalk it up to you're you're talking missed tackles, and they have been incrementally worse over the last three weeks. But we've this is yeah. not the first time we've talked about this. We've also been talking about this during the three game losing streak, right? That the, you know that, and I think it's been happening all season. And early in the season, I had, you know, I think the excuse that I implanted for the team was new, a little bit of a new scheme, a little bit of new wrinkle, a little bit of out of position, bad pursuit angles, etc. Uh, that's not an excuse anymore. You're too far along in the season, you know, in, in that scheme, you're accustomed to it. I'm actually going to take this, this same concept a step further. And I'm going to specifically point to Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw as like, this is an issue guys. Like you're at the forefront of this missed tackle conversation. Fred, you came out and said it yourself and I respect him for doing. I am the standard, right? Like he said, mm-hmm. I have to be the standard, and I know Fred will get it right. Like I'm not, oh Fred Warner, blah, blah, why I'm never gonna call him all pro Fred again. Like it's it's none of that. It's just this all starts and stops with you. And what I've noticed is more from Dre. Like nobody raps anymore. Nobody raps. They just uh, Dre just wants to punch at the ball. Fred punches, but he's still like is trying to rap when he's doing it. Fred's problem has been more like over pursuit, poorer angles, like out of position, all things that are not common Fred Warner behavior on the field. Right. So that's why I feel very confident that he'll get it right. And I don't know what's attributing to it, but I mean, let's just call this what it is. Like the, the play from the linebacker position over the last couple of weeks has not really been that strong. I thought the I thought the D backs have been playing better. I thought the defensive line did a really nice job yesterday. I know we're going to talk about, you know, a lot of rushing yards give up, but I think a lot of that was attributed to missed tackles. And guess who the biggest culprits of that were? Um, so, you know, I've just taken it a step further with the missed tackles because I think it, it does tie directly back to those two guys who tend to be the tone setters, right? And now they're setting the tone just in a totally different capacity. And luckily. Like you said, this was against the Arizona Cardinals, where you know probably wasn't going to catch up with you. You got the same thing against Baltimore going into the playoffs. It's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. 
Yeah, and look, I, I've seen Fred have some of his best games against these kind of games that's coming up, right? Like yeah, this game absolutely. against the Ravens when it's like two best teams going up against each other. He steps it up on a different level. So I'm kind of expecting that from Fred Warner uh, next week on Christmas Day. And I hope that, you know, it, it trickles down to the rest of the defense as well. I mean, like I said, the – there's they they have to get it together right um so yeah i think maybe the one day extra rest that could help them i i don't know i i hope um but they need to get back to those fundamentals on the on the tackling but you know they could do it i mean it, it's really just uh i don't know they'll, they didn't they'll forget fine. how to tackle stuff there's there's exactly. something it's just there like, it's probably fatigue i think you know the day rest helps um, yeah. And then I also so. the, I mean, listen, they didn't have to play the second half of the fourth quarter, right? Right. So there's a couple, yeah, you know, a few less blows, a little bit like a blows there, and you know, push comes to shove in this Baltimore game. Depending upon what happens tonight in the the Philly Seattle game, that game might not matter much other than it's the number one versus the number one, right? But it might be inconsequential for both in terms of number one seeds, right? Because you have that game buffer on the other top teams plus the tiebreaker. So you almost have a two game buffer um, against those teams. So we'll see, Um, but we need to get it right. I mean, yeah, we will see. And, you know, I almost wonder if the missed tackles is because subconsciously the defense is like, well, we know the offense is going to score points. We don't need to, we don't need to try as hard as we used to. (laughs) um, Let's take a break. This is a, this is an easy game. (laughs) Yeah, we've been busting our ass for years, man. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I I think they'll get it right this week. I'm not too worried about it, but again, putting it on notice, noticed it. Um, All right. We have this um, Monday night football game coming up. I'm sure we're all going to be watching very intently happening, going to kick off in a few moments here. So, uh, Weston, who's your vote for 49K player of the week? Christian McCaffrey. Shoo. Wow. All right. Well, we got votes for Mooney Ward, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, but the 49K player of the week for week 15 is Mooney Ward and definitely deserves it. It feels weird because like on a in a game where this offense scored 45 points, we're talking about the missed tackles and like Cardinals scored like 29 points. Mooney Ward still able to shine through and you got to love it uh, because, yes, he called his number and hopefully we'll have more days like these, um, you know, coming up. So yeah, appreciate all of you guys that tuned in, make sure you like this video, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you have not yet, not just my channel, but Weston's as well. We're talking football podcast. Make sure to find that on YouTube. Um, but for now, have a good rest of your Monday folks. Enjoy that Monday night football game. Eagles, Seahawks, we'll all be watching intently for now. Have a good rest of your Monday. Peace.